Welcome to Sunday Drive. I'm Tara. And I'm Kara. And we are once again ready to take you on an adventure with a local ice cream maker. Um, and this one is actually, I think, our most local small ice cream maker, um, the Ice Dream Shop in Lewiston, Idaho, which is about half an hour from where I live um, and a little farther for Kara. And we didn't know it existed. And we were really excited when a friend actually shared with me like, hey, you got to go check these folks out. And uh, it's a young couple and their kids and they, they do ice cream at the farmer's market and on weekends and at events. And we had a really good time talking with uh, ice cream maker Lana about her shop and how a kind of whim turned into a really cool business for them. So here is our interview with Lana from the Ice Dream Shop. All right, we are here in Lewiston, Idaho with Lana MacArthur of the Ice Dream Shop, which is a really adorable little mobile shop. And uh, I'm excited to learn all about it. So can you tell us the history of how you got into the ice cream business? Um, basically, my husband and I watched an Iron Chef where they made an asparagus ice cream, and so we went out that, that day and bought an ice cream maker, and we made it, and we've just kind of progressed from there, making a bunch of different weird flavors like that. So how was the asparagus ice cream? It, it wasn't as bad as you would think it was, which is why I think we kept going with it, because we were pretty surprised that, hey, this isn't so bad. So Nice. So what, what was it that appealed to you initially about ice cream making? Um, you know, I'm not really sure initially. I think just the fact that we were so surprised that you could put something like asparagus in an ice cream and then it turns out okay. So that made us want to try even more things. Uh, I mean, we've tried all sorts of different crazy things that we were just amazed that it even worked out. So nice. So yeah, we were looking at your, at your list when we came up, you had an olive oil and honey flavor. You have the graham one with almond butter and cookie butter and graham crackers, which sounds mind blowing. Um, <laughs> how do you settle on your flavors? Um, well, a lot of it's trial and error, and then we do what we actually kind of try to specialize in is people can custom order. So we get a lot of ideas from our customers. They'll be like, you know what would be great is to put this in it. Um, the other thing that we do, my kids will always come up with crazy ideas. Like, guaranteed they're going to come up with something wacky. So we like to do whatever they do and see if we can make it taste good. All right, what are some of your kids' creations? Well, my daughter loves bubblegum, and she likes, like, cookies in it, too. So we've had to kind of find, like, the right butter cookie to go with the bubblegum and mix it in to make it taste okay. So we've done one of those. And then the Cookie Monster, which is actually one of our most popular one, was our kid's idea. So That's awesome. And it's blue ice cream with cookies in it, right? Yes. Yep. So it's got to look like Cookie Monster. It's adorable. <laughs> we, I saw that on your Facebook, and I was like, oh, yeah, we're having that one. So what, what are some of the weirdest creations you've ever come up with? Uh, you know, one that we did, we did a ribeye steak one, one Whoa. time, which was, it didn't taste bad, but for me, the texture was weird because we actually put ribeye steak in it. We blenderized it up. Um, so that one was pretty weird. And then we have a little girl who's actually come down here. She's ordered it several times, a seaweed, a nori seaweed ice cream. Oh, yeah. And she loves it. I think that one's kind of gross, but she thinks it's amazing. So Yeah, well, my seven-year-old loves Nori, and I bet he would eat that. He would just devour it. Um, let's see. So you sell at the public market, and where else do you do your, um, your sales? This is our primary one. Um, they were the ones who actually came to us when we first kind of started. So we kind of, you know, they're, they're a little niche. We like being here, but we do the 4th of July event up in Pioneer Park, and then Sometimes we've done other ones last year. We did like the Nespers County Fair. We won't be doing that this year just because I work a full-time job too. So it's kind of, it's a lot to, to do all at once. Yeah, I know. That's huge. How do you fit ice cream into your life? We've got kids and a full-time job. <laughs> uh, well, it's kind of crazy and I work graveyard. So I 
you know, when I'm awake, I try to make ice cream when I can. And the good thing is, is all my coworkers are great taste testers too. So they'll tell me if things are terrible or good too. So that helps. So do you have any sort of like ice cream philosophy that guides what you do? Is it like trying to do the coolest thing or the most unique thing or just whatever strikes you at the moment? Um, it's kind of whatever strikes me at the moment, but what's important to me, like I like it to be as simple as possible. So like our base is milk, cream, sugar, that's it. We don't wow. add extra additives. We don't add eggs or, you know, we don't add the stuff that a lot of people have allergies to and stuff. So we try to be as uh, welcoming, I guess, to every different type of person who would be interested in it. And I saw that you had a, a dairy-free option as well. Yeah, we get a lot of requests. And like I said, we do custom orders and a lot of people were ordering custom dairy. So we started doing at least a flavor each week so that people can try it and see what they think. And so far it's been a positive positive review, I guess, on it. Excellent. Yeah, I might take some home. My husband is dairy-free and he, he misses ice cream. Um, so as far as custom orders, do people come to you and say, you know, make us whatever you want or we have an idea for you or how, how do you find those customers? Um, typically, typically people come to us telling us what they want. Right now we only have a Facebook page so people will just message us on Facebook ordering what they want and then we can do it because we have to make everything in our trailer because um, oh, okay. it's a certified kitchen for the health department so they have to order it like a week ahead and then at the next public market they can get it so it's typically customer requests that's a lot of fun though that you can kind of dream up anything yeah. so uh did you build the trailer yourselves or did you get it how did that come together we didn't we actually bought it from he was a hot dog vendor in seattle we bought it Perfect. we just kind of modified it to what we needed it to be yeah it's super adorable like it's kind of for folks listening over the air it's kind of like a little barn and it's got a big bright green side and their cute logo um oh yeah ice dream shop i love it and i love the dreaming cow uh who whose idea was that uh, that was mine, and basically it's just because we want people to, you can dream up any flavor you want, and that was kind of our idea behind it. it we didn't want it to be just plain, regular flavors. We wanted it to, to be creative. Awesome. What is your personal favorite that you've ever dreamed up? Oh, geez. Um, you know, the lemon cookies and cream is probably our absolute most popular flavor, and I would have to say that's probably my favorite flavor, too. Yeah, that I'm one was one of my best friend's ideas. So. Oh, I'm so excited to try that one. I'm a lemon <laughs> junkie. I love it. So, um... And then how about just in general, do you have a favorite ice cream shop or a place that inspires you? Um, well, actually, I was listening to your guys' thing. The, the scoop up in Spokane, we love them. So anytime we're up there, we always go there. And that gal up there is super nice. So we love going up there to try her flavors. Um, have you kind of discovered, is there a little bit of a community of ice cream people that you can tap into? Because Lewiston, like I said earlier, we don't have ice cream in Moscow. In Pullman, it's affiliated with the university. You're a little bit in an ice cream desert. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there really isn't a lot... Um, well, we don't have a lot of competition for one. Baskin Robbins is the only one even around here. And then like the yogurt shop. So we've kind of found a group of people. If you like unique ice cream that's come here, but we still haven't quite branched out yet. We're hoping to do a storefront in a couple years. So hopefully we can get kind of a following before we get to that point. Uh, if you all out there in listening land want to check out the Ice Dream Shop, they're on Facebook as the Ice Dream Shop in Lewiston, Idaho. Uh, thank you, Lana. It's been really good talking to you. Thank you. So that was our interview. It was really interesting to kind of find out how they started their shop. You gotta love those cooking channel shows, but I think it's really kind of bled into their flavors quite a bit. Um, what would you say was your favorite flavor? So I like the lemon Oreo. I'm a lemon nut and I love Oreos and I like like I like the texture of Oreo cookies and ice cream, and so it was really cool to have that with the lemon Oreo and the white Oreo um, wafer, which I've never had that before. I've only ever had traditional Oreo cookies and cream, which is weird considering how many different Oreos they make. You think there's like this whole world of Oreo flavors out there. I know. Um, you would think there'd be more ice creams with them. My husband and I go through a pack of s'mores 
Oreos a week at this point. So clearly you need to make your s'mores ice cream and add s'mores Oreos to it. Yeah, exactly. That's how you need Dude. to do it. Yeah, that will have to happen. <laughs> um, I'll have to say, too, one of the ones that I just wasn't quite brave enough to, like, have a whole scoop of was a chocolate hot pepper. Um, it was really good, but the back bite of it was so powerful when I tasted it. I just knew I would, like, have been crying the rest of the time if I had, like, even tried to have a whole scoop of it. And I didn't, I wasn't brave enough to try that. I did try um, their olive oil flavor, which was very subtle. Like, I had never had olive oil ice cream, and I know it's kind of a thing right now. Um, I think I would have had to have had a whole scoop to get the fullness of it, but I liked that it was just kind of, like, lightly floral. <laughs> I don't know. And then I had the Cookie Monster, which I thought was just really cute. Like, I think their, their stand especially appeals to children. And you can tell that, they like, their kids are a big part of, of what they do, um, and I, if it hadn't been warm enough that day and the, with the, the materials they, or the ingredients they use in their ice cream where they don't have any stabilizers or anything in it, it would not have made it half hour home. Um, but my kids, I think, would have flipped out over the Cookie Monster. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I was looking at it going, oh, if I could just bring some of this home. I also say they did have some really good dairy-free ice creams, too, it looked like, which is something that it's really trending right now, it feels like, when we're looking at our at least at our Twitter feed, is the dairy-free ice cream. Um, I'm glad people are doing more of it. Yeah, I am too, actually. I uh, I went to um, Brain Freeze in Spokane uh, the weekend of the 4th of July, in large part because they are such reliable makers of vegan ice cream, and my husband is dairy-free, and so that's, you know, some ice cream shops are sad places for him sometimes, but he had a, a coconut-based chocolate there and just adored it. He said it was really, really, really fabulously good. Brain Freeze is another one that has a lot of really kid-friendly flavors. Like, my kids went bananas. Like, they tried, like, 14 things each and then folded themselves in half trying to decide what it was they wanted, and... I think that those, you know, no matter where you are, those are two really reliable ways to to capture a broad corner of the ice cream market is to, you know, obviously market to kids because kids love ice cream, but then also recognize that there are adults who love ice cream and people with dietary restrictions who love ice cream and people, you know, you can be creative and serve a really broad group of people. Yeah, um, I think we're seeing more of that. Um, I actually ended up stopping at Cupcake Royale when I was up in Seattle, and it had very much the same thing. Um, it was fun to kind of see all the flavors and see all the kids. We came back from a baseball game, so it was the perfect treat before <laughs> dinner. Yes, we had it before dinner. But, no, it's always great to see the kids, but, you know, also seeing them kind of market even smaller than that to different segments different segments. It was Pride Week, so there was a lot of Pride-themed ice cream in that store. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cupcake Royale is really big with that, too. I love that we now both make ice cream a part of all of our vacations, like, and it's an expected thing. I, After going to Spokane, I spent the other half of the weekend of the 4th uh, up outside Sandpoint, Idaho, with my family, and if you've listened, listened to this podcast, like, even once, you know that my favorite ice cream shop in the world is Panhandle Cone and Coffee in Sandpoint, but I've become, like, an evangelist for it. I have cousins who are up from San Francisco, and when we visited them, we took them out to Humphrey Slocum, and we have like a list of other places we want to take them next time we go down. And I was like, you got to come to Sandpoint, try ice cream. And, and they did. And they were like, okay, we can, we trust you now because this is fabulous. And you've taken us to two great ice cream shops now. Um, though they are not ice cream people and they hadn't had ice cream since we took them to Hungry Sokum in November. And I was like, I had ice cream this morning. <laughs> Is that not an appropriate breakfast at this point? <laughs> okay, like, and then I had some more later that day because it's, at, like many families, we have a family 4th of July tradition where you have homemade ice cream. My Aunt Pammy always makes vanilla, and then my grandma made 
Uh, so she did an M&M and a Butterfinger, and it was just really good. Like, it's just simple, homemade, basic ice cream, um, which is something Ice Cream Shop, I think, does really well because they are such a small-scale shop. They can do simple ingredients, just milk and cream, no stabilizers, no nothing. And so that's pretty unique. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. I actually did not have ice cream over the 4th of July. <gasps> mostly because mine was not frozen yet. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So um, are, are we ready for adventures in ice cream making? Here yeah, right? let's do it. So if you've been following the vlog, you've seen that I've been making lots of weird, unique flavors and also some really simple ones um, over the past month. Actually, kind of missed the previous week, but you'll see it up here soon. Um, and I've got to say, they've been turning out pretty well for me. Um, I think the only thing that I kind of figured out was um, I made a raspberry one recently and made a mint simple syrup. And I just don't think the simple syrup <laughs> recipe was right because it ended up being more of a glaze than a syrup. Okay. So I ended up not putting it into the ice cream but folding it over the ice cream because it wasn't what I wanted. I wanted a ribbon of mint. Mm -hmm. I did not want a whole cup of mint into the ice <laughs> raspberry base. So it turned out pretty well. Um, I will say, I think my the weirdest one definitely was the cilantro lime that I did. It tasted super cilantro really, and yeah. you really needed to put it on top of a taco. Did we, I, we didn't talk about this on our last episode, did we? No, so I liked the cilantro lime though in, in small doses, but because it tasted like grass clipping smell and I'm a weirdo where I like that flavor so much, like when they made the Birdie Bots Every flavor beans, jelly belly beans. I love the grass ones. <laughs> um, so I got a kick out of the cilantro lime. I liked it. Yeah, and I think um, my other big adventure was nearly lighting my kitchen on fire trying to make a s'mores ice cream. Pro tip, do not put marshmallows in a toaster oven by themselves on wood skewers. It will start <laughs> a small fire. I'm not quite sure why I thought it was a great idea at the time, but there's definitely better ways to do s'mores than lighting your kitchen on fire. But it was so very good. It was a good ice cream. I think moving forward, there's always going to be ways to improve upon it. Um, I will find a better way of toasting it. Of course, five billion other people had ideas on how to, make, <laughs> how to toast a marshmallow after I showed my failure. Um, I think my favorite had to be my mom, so which she was just like, get out a decorative candle <laughs> and toast it. And I was like, I don't. I don't think that would work, Mom. Those don't put out a lot of heat. No. And plus you'd get, like, all mine smell like lavender, so I'm pretty sure. Well, there you go. It smells like lavender. And especially because I'm a lavender failure, I came upon a beautiful crop of lavender at my mom's house, like, gorgeous. And she was like, take as much as you want, and I didn't bring you any. So maybe lavender candle-flavored ice cream. <laughs> lavender candle-flavored ice cream. I don't think Yankee, ca Yankee Candle would be uh, very approved. I think they that. make ice cream-flavored candles. Oh, <laughs> just make me hungry. Ew. Oh, I don't, I don't do candles. <gasps> And then, yeah, so I, I am not as ambitious as carrot in ice cream making, but I've tried to make a few lately. I made a junior mint, which is very nostalgic flavor for me. Karen's ice cream, which was the childhood ice cream shop of my dreams that I love, that I miss. I made a green mint ice cream with junior mints, and I did it with Jenny's base. And it amazes me that more, like, I've never actually seen junior mint ice cream anywhere else other than Karen's, which is mind-blowing because everyone knows that frozen junior mints are amazing um and that I'm I'm very proud of how that ice cream turned out it was so good I could have I did I think I had three scoops actually to tell you the truth because <laughs> I just kept going back but your sorbets were really good too um those are also up on the website but those were spot on that rhubarb was great no I know and that was my husband's favorite thing that I've made like he he 
ate all the popsicles and most of the sorbet and just was like, this is so good and couldn't get over how good it was because he doesn't like any of the other rhubarb things I make. So I finally found the, the rhubarb corner of his world and it was really good. And I like that recipe. I'm going to keep using that sorbet recipe from was it Real Simple Recipes just because it is really versatile as long as you have a like solid fruit. Like it wouldn't work for a lemon or a lime or a ginger or something, but if you have a solid fruit component, um, it really is just super flavor forward and creamy and smooth and scoops well and all that good stuff. Yeah, and I've, you know, I'm, I've got a huge crop of raspberries right now, so I'm probably going to end up with a sorbet anyways. Um, I think I'm going to have to buy a better strainer, though, because uh. it seems like all the seeds are going through every time I try to strain the raspberries. But it is raspberry blackberry season, so... Mm, and, and huckleberry season, but I did not pick enough huckleberries this weekend to make sorbet. I would love to do that, but, like, they're precious commodity. Yeah, I was actually trying to find um, huckleberry ice cream already. Um, we were camping this weekend, and we were close to Harrison, mm-hmm. which has a couple of ice cream shops, but we actually did not bring our bikes, so we did not ride down with everybody else for ice cream. But they already have huckleberry ice cream out, and I was just oh, yeah. like, ugh, I would have driven out of the way just to go get that. But. And you can get, like, um, Cascade Glacier makes a good huckleberry ice cream that you can get all over the Northwest. Um, I'm not, I don't, like, I love fresh huckleberries so much and huckleberry pie so much that I'm always a little bit like, mm. I've actually never had a whole scoop of the huckleberry at Panhandle Cone and Coffee, mostly just because I try all their other stuff. Um, you can get huckleberry-flavored soft serve in uh, Elk River, Idaho, which is, if you're going to go all the way out to uh, Elk River, like, reward yourself with an ice cream cone. But I've yet to have huckleberry ice cream that, like, blew my mind to the point where I was like, yes, I want I want to do this with my huckleberries. But I'm thinking that a huckleberry sorbet would do that. And you couldn't do it commercially because it would take so many huckleberries. Like, that's the thing is a lot of the huckleberry-flavored things are flavored. They have very little actual huckleberry in them because they're, they're an elusive creature. Yeah, there's actually... I think I saw a whole podcast um, had an expert of us talking about why huckleberries cannot be domesticated. Are point. very very difficult to domesticate, and even I kind of like for a while I was like, oh, I wish they wouldn't, you know, stop trying to domesticate huckleberries. But I kind of wish they would because then it would pull the commercial pickers out of the woods, and the recreational pickers could pick our huckleberries and make sorbet with them. I'm always afraid to pick huckleberries though. Why? Because they warn us about bears being up there wanting to eat the huckleberries, too. And that just oh. makes me super nervous. Well, if you're just really loud, the bears are like, oh, crap, a human, and they run away. Oh. Well. Um, or I, you bring them ice cream, and you, like, make friends with the bears over huckleberries. <laughs> I think that's actually better advice than get big, which is typically what I get when it says, when face yeah. a bear, get big. And I'm all of 5'1". And I'm just yeah. like, I don't know how that would work. Yeah, they still would be like, oh, crap, a human, for the most part. Um yeah, no, I worry about cougars because, like, a bear you're going to kind of see and it might be like, oh, crap, a human and run away. But a cougar's going to be like, oh, you look delicious. Um, and I've gone, I've, they were super off track here, but I go huckleberry picking way the heck up in the mountains with my grandpa, who is partially deaf and wander, like, is, is a wanderer and, like, will go off and not, I won't be able to see him and he can't hear me and things are really quiet. And you're just like, crap, I'm going to eat my cougar. And uh, so, yeah, like, if, if I'm going to make huckleberry ice cream or huckleberry sorbet, it's at a high price, at a, like, maybe getting eaten by a cougar or bear price. <laughs> I, would, I would probably still eat it. <laughs> so I would eat it, too, but it's like, you know, it better be a delicious recipe. So maybe that's our challenge is out there. If you can send us the Huckleberry ice cream recipe worth risking life and limb for. <laughs> exactly. If you have one that's just superb and you're like, yes, this is worth every encounter you could possibly have with a bear and or cougar. And all the work it takes to get huckleberries and to, like, 
fight the commercial huckleberry pickers to find a good spot and to, like, I don't know, take the hours and hours it takes to harvest them. All right, there's your challenge, listeners. There's your challenge. So, you know, let's... I think you mentioned earlier that it's National Ice Cream Month. Yes, July. Wonderful July. And I think this Sunday, and this should be posted by Sunday, <laughs> is National Ice Cream Day. Yes, July 17th. So it's. I think it's always the second or third Sunday in July is National Ice Cream Day. And how are we going to celebrate, Kara? Oh, I'm going to eat a lot of ice cream. But Sounds terrible. You should probably just follow us on social because I don't think we have a great huge plan yet, but there might be some giveaways. Yeah, we'll find some fun fun ways to help our ice cream fellow ice cream lovers celebrate National Ice Cream Day. Um, and in that spirit, what is the best ice cream you've had lately, Kara? So I feel weird saying this title just because it's going to sound crazy. So um, Cupcake Royale did a great, just simple vanilla ice cream with rainbow sprinkles and called it the gay. <laughs> and I absolutely adored it, especially because we had just come out of a baseball game where we had great seats right behind, like, first base, but we were only 14 rows up. Nice. And it was as hot as heck. Um, good game. Loved it. But I was felt like I was melting at that time point. And so ice cream was like my first thing on my list that I wanted as soon as we got out. Um, we still had to make quite a bit of a trek. Um, so I think it was still a mile, mile and a half away. We walked a lot in Seattle. Um, but I had to have ice cream before dinner. Nice. <laughs> I think it's worth it. I think it's, yeah, it's part of the day. Yeah, and it was, I don't know, sometimes you you don't want vanilla, and I kind of felt weird getting a vanilla ice cream because it was like, oh, I'm at Cupcake Royale. I should have something more complicated. And then I was like, no, at this point, it's a vanilla. Um, my husband had a really good mint flavor of some sorts. I didn't really nice. look. He had a baby scoop, though, and I had, like, a small <laughs> scoop, and it just made me laugh because I was just like, well, really a baby scoop today? <laughs> um, but I would say that's probably the best ice cream I've had lately. And see, now I have a challenge because I've had a lot of good ice cream lately. I think... So at Brain Freeze, I had, and I'm not going to get it right, it was like dirt, muddy muddy spoons, dirty dishes, or muddy cups, dirty dishes, or something like that, and it was brownie batter ice cream with peanut butter cups in it, and that was one of those like super obvious, like, yes, of course, why wouldn't you put these things together, and it was super duper, duper, duper good. So that was really fabulous, and then I'm, I'm feeling guilty that I can't remember what I had at Panhandle Cone and Coffee, but I know it was good. It was, I'd, I've had... They're still in their summer flavors, and it was all flavors I've had before. Um, but they're all they're all really good. <laughs> um, my husband has so they have sorbets there too, and they don't always um, list them on their. They actually never list them on their board. Sometimes they list them on the, like on their counter. Um, but if you ask, they usually have them. And he had a strawberry lime sorbet that was mind-blowingly good. And he really loved it. He said the, there wasn't enough lime in it. Like, the strawberry was so good that it was really, really good. Um, and I'm, I'm into strawberry sorbets lately. We've had, we had a good one at Winnegar's in yeah. Ellensburg. Um, but he, he would have liked to have the lime a little more for it. So that might be something I need to try is to make a strawberry lime something, something. Yeah, and I'll tell you with the cilantro lime that I made, that was a cream base, but it was hard to get the lime to come out as much as I wanted. Like, I had five limes. Oh, man. And it still was more cilantro than lime. But Did I, you do zest and juice or just juice? Juice and zest because my mom bought me a zester specifically so I can zest things now. So I have... Tim got me an immersion blender so I can make <laughs> I know. I, now I'm now up to three different 
graters because I did not own graters. And ice cream related gadgets. (laughs) Yes. Again, I am probably going to have to end up getting a better strainer for all my activities. Mm -hmm. The immersion blender is really handy too, though it doesn't get rid of like the seeds portion of things. Yeah. And we need to get a new top for my ninja, but that's been a, the ninja (laughs) works on most things. Um, But yeah, I think that lime flavor is always, you think it's going to be overpowering and then it's not. But it takes some effort to get it to be powerful enough. So maybe that's challenge number two, is how do we get lime plus something else flavor where you can actually experience the lime? Yeah, and I will tell you, key lime is, like, my favorite thing in the world, so... I make really good key lime pie. Yeah, I know. And I, you know, actually, no, I do remember what I had at Panhandle Cone Coffee because it was a special limited batch for the 4th of July. It was an apple pie flavor. Mm. And I'm not the biggest apple pie fan, um... But they work with the Pie Hut, which is my other favorite place in Sandpoint. Um, and they've done several flavors where they just, like, take whole Pie Hut pies and dump mm-hmm. them into ice cream, and they're super good. And so they did that with apple pie, and it was very, very good. The crust in it was especially awesome. So maybe that's – maybe there's – a like, I could make a key lime pie, and we could turn it – I think you need a bigger ice cream maker to do that, but we could find a way to make it work. Um, so I would say, you know, with key lime, I think it would be fairly easy, but I've also made some very unsuccessful key lime things. So (laughs) that makes me nervous. (laughs) They're all fickle. Um, yeah. So I think that's good. Get out there, celebrate National Ice Cream Day. Tell us how you celebrated National Ice Cream Day. Check us out on at Sunday Drive on Instagram and Twitter, uh, and Sunday Drive Podcast on Facebook and SundayDrivePodcast.wordpress.com on the interwebs and um have fun tell us how you're enjoying your ice cream and celebrate with us yeah it's summer